No chance for the Toronto Blue Jays to win the season series versus the first place Baltimore Orioles. But of all the remaining games for the Toronto Blue Jays, these three coming up at Camden Yards in Baltimore on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday will be amongst the toughest. So it'd be quite a boost to the Blue Jays' playoff chances to win this series as the Blue Jays are right around the corner from a dozen straight games versus last place teams. So doing well in this three-game series at Baltimore would go a long way in setting the Blue Jays up for success down the stretch. So on today's Locked On Blue Jay podcast, it is all about this series versus the Orioles. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Yes, indeed, been Locked On Toronto Blue Jay baseball ever since I can remember in my life. Blue Jay baseball, a big deal for me. I'm thinking... I'm speaking your language because you're taking part of your day to talk Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. So I, I see you and I thank you for that. Reminder, of course, the Locked On Blue Jay podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And of course, all of this season's Toronto Blue Jay action available for you to catch on Sirius XM. If you're taking in today's Locked On Blue Jay podcast episode on the Locked On Blue Jay podcast YouTube page, hello and thank you for that. Want to shout out a few new subscribers. I hope I'm I'm saying these names right again. Just spell it phonetically for me in, in the comments if, if I'm getting this wrong. I, I hope I'm I'm getting it when I say Mal Gomez, Darcy Douglas, Phoenix, and Shockey Woodward. Thank you all for hitting that subscribe. And to the everydayers making the Locked On Blue Jay podcast your first podcast listen every day. Thank you as well. And hello to you, of course, as well. Big series as this is going to be one of the toughest series remaining on the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays schedule. Today, today's episode, all about this series. Baltimore Orioles, 77 wins. That's second only into the Atlanta Braves, who have 80 in all of baseball. They're 36 and 23 at home. An absolutely sensational and incredible 41 and 24 on the road. So Baltimore has been good at home. They've been just incredible on the road. Baltimore 23 and 12 since the All-Star break. Now that includes 10 and 5 at home. They've been hot at home. Blue Jays 19 and 15 since the All-Star break. Now that includes 10 and 6 on the road. Blue Jays since the All-Star break have been very good on the road. And of course, Blue Jays are coming in fresh off of the road series win this past weekend at Cincinnati. So since the All-Star break, Blue Jays have lost three and a half games to the Baltimore Orioles the in the standings. The Orioles and the Blue Jays, they each have 145 home runs so far this season, but the Orioles have scored 62 more runs than the Toronto Blue Jays. And speaking of long balls, you have Gunnar Henderson and Anthony Santander. They're tied for the Orioles team lead with 21 home runs each. Of course, Bo and Vlad tied for the Blue Jays team lead with 18 each. The average score so far this season, they've gotten together 10 times already this season. The average score is a 6-3 Baltimore Orioles victory. Now, this will be the fourth and final series between these two teams this season. You have to go back. This is the first time since 2017 where the Baltimore Orioles will win the season series over the Toronto Blue Jays. It had been total domination for the Jays over the Orioles. That had come pretty well back to the pack last season. I mean, last season, the Blue Jays 10-9 and nine against Baltimore, so they did win the season series by, just by that one game. You remember previously, it was like there was an 18-3 season in there, or 18-3. It, it was absolute domination. It had been absolute domination for your Toronto Blue Jays over the Baltimore Orioles, but in the 10 games these two teams have played so far this season, the Toronto Blue Jays have amassed all of two wins. My goodness. And we know how the Blue Jays have been against American League East foes, and remember the 
Remember Tampa Bay was 13-0 to start the season, then came to Toronto for that weekend series. The Jays took two out of three, and then the next week uh, went to Yankee Stadium and took two out of three. Those were the first six games for the Blue Jays this season against division foes, and they started off 4-2. and two. started off really well, but don't we know things have taken a turn since. Now, the last time the Blue Jays saw an American League East opponent was a couple weekends back that, that series at Baltimore. Blue Jays swept that series uh, at Boston, beg your pardon. Blue Jays swept that series at Boston, so hopefully – Hopefully, things have turned around when it comes to Blue Jays versus AL East foes. Now, this is a, a big series. I say this is a big series, not from the standpoint of being able to catch Baltimore. I don't think catching the Baltimore Orioles is on the table at this point. They're nine games up on the loss column. Even if the Jays sweep this series now with a little over 30 games back, you're still six back in the loss column. I just don't see it. And you would still need to leapfrog Tampa. To, no, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But I say it's a big series because every day as well know, I mean, it, it was as recently as yesterday, even when we when we did a deep dive of the schedule, that of the remaining schedule for the Toronto Blue Jays, in particular the main, remaining road schedule, this is definitely, I shouldn't say definitely because they, they play three, they, they finish the season with three road games at Tampa Bay. We know Tampa Bay has been a house of horrors for the Toronto Blue Jays over the years, but at this point, I don't know what to make of Tampa Bay, right? Shane McClanahan, horrible news. They lose him for this year and next year, and then whatever the heck this is going on, with Wander Franco, my goodness. So who knows what Tampa Bay will look like, you know, another, what, a month, you know, another five weeks from now. So who knows, but this Baltimore series, these three road games, I think are probably going to be the three toughest road games left on the schedule for the Toronto Blue Jays. Every day is no, we've deep dived the schedule a lot around here on Lockdown Blue Jay podcast and the heavy lifting from the road part of the Toronto Blue Jays 2023 schedule. It's done. The heavy lifting for the road is done. Now, this is the last series here, this Baltimore series. Right after the uh, right after the Blue Jays part, part ways with the Orioles on Thursday, and these two teams are done with each other for the season, right in that moment, the Blue Jays need to become fans and supporters of Baltimore because of the teams that the Jays are mixing it up with in the wildcard race. Baltimore is going to be in that mix, not in the wildcard mix, but there a lot of these teams are on their schedule. Baltimore has 14 games left with Tampa Bay, with Houston, and with Boston. Baltimore just took two out of three, by the way, last week from Seattle as well. So there are times recently here where, where the Blue Jays have had to cheer for the Baltimore Orioles. But yes, indeed, 14 left with Tampa Bay, Houston, and Boston. And what's interesting there is the Orioles finished the season with four at home against Boston. Now, hopefully... Baltimore's going to need, you know, have have a horse in that race. Hopefully Baltimore's going to need to win those games. They're five up on Texas right now for the best record in the league, so for the number one seed. So hopefully in those last four games, and if the Blue Jays can do well in this series, hopefully Texas can close that gap. So if you're the Blue Jays, the best case scenario is that the Orioles have something to play for in those last four games. Don't want Boston, who apparently is insisting on hanging around. We don't want them on paper to have a really difficult four-game series at Baltimore turn into not such a difficult four-game series at Baltimore, especially to end the season. Coming up on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, more deep diving this Blue Jays at Orioles series. Reminder, all three of these games, of course, available on SiriusXM. Now, for, for now, I wanted to mention that I'm now up to four pairs of Bird Dog stretchy pants and shorts. Bird Dogs fit way better than regular pants that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs has fixed that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric, which looks great. It looks just like khaki, but it stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. Bird Dogs also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. That helps keep you cool and dry all day long. That's why you can take your Bird Dogs. I mean, you can wear them to the golf course, then out for dinner. You're hanging out with friends. I mean, you name it, the Bird Dogs is going to be there for you. 
Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Enter the promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Enter the promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. And I'll show you here. Hey, look at that logo there. I've got, I've got the white hat. Now, which Toronto Blue Jays have, have, have done well? Who needs to keep doing what they've been doing against the Orioles this season? And who needs to turn things around? Well, let's start with Whit Merrifield because he's kind of a combination of, of, of all of that. What's he need to keep doing? He's got 11 hits. 11 hits versus the Orioles this season. That's the most hits he's got versus any opponents this season. But with those 11 hits, somehow, because he's not a strikeout machine, somehow he also has 11 strikeouts. That's also the most he's had against any team. And with just two for four, he's stolen two bases, but been caught twice against Baltimore. That sort of ratio, not even close to what his potential is or, or what we've seen from him this season for the Toronto Blue Jays. So Whit Merrifield, keep being that two-hit wit, right? Keep being that hitting machine, absolutely, yes. But a little bit of a better eye at the plate, you know, a lot less swings and misses, and a little bit better on the base pass in this series. Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette hitting 357 this season versus the Orioles. No home runs. Now, and no home runs yet, right? Yet. Let's be glass half full. No home runs yet for Bo against Baltimore. Now, Bo Bichette has scored four runs this season against the New York Yankees. He scored four runs this season against the Boston Red Sox. Bo Bichette scored four runs this season against the Tampa Bay Rays. None versus the Baltimore Orioles. 357 batting average, no runs scored. Well, that's because the two people directly behind him have been abysmal. I mean, the, the way Baltimore is pitching Vlad Guerrero and Matt Chapman, is working. Vlad, five for 35. That's a 143 batting average. No homers, just two RBIs so far this season in 10 games versus Baltimore. Oh boy. And Matt Chapman. Remember now, Matt Chapman, the only good we saw from Matt Chapman this season was in April. Well, the Blue Jays didn't start playing the Orioles until the end of May. So the Orioles have no idea what, what everyone was, was marveling about with April Matt Chapman. They have no idea because they've only seen since April Matt Chapman, who's been absolutely terrible, and Chapman this season versus Baltimore, six for 39. That's a 154 batting average, one home run, 209 on base percentage. That's incredible. A 209 on base percentage. Matt Chapman has been terrible against anybody, right? But in particular, against the Baltimore Orioles. Now, how about Dalton Varsho? Dalton Varsho. There's, there's some incredibly bad news here, but maybe some good news here. So let the incredibly bad news, I mean, overall... Five for 30 versus Baltimore this season, 157 batting, 167, sorry, batting average, no home runs, no RBIs. His OPS versus Baltimore this season is 476. All bad, all bad. Here comes even more bad against uh, the Orioles at the Rogers Center this season. One for 19. Pardon me, say that again, Craig. Yeah, one for 19. Craig, you mentioned there might be some good. Okay, well, let's interject some good here from Dalton Varsho. First of all, how well he's swinging the bat lately. Let's acknowledge that. But he played a series. It was his first and only series. Every day, as we remember, we, we were looking at the last time the, the Blue Jays, because this is their second series at Camden Yards in Baltimore against the Orioles this season, right? Every day, as you remember, that first series, we deep-dived this this ballpark. Could it be a ballpark that Varsho could could get hits in and kickstart his bat? Obviously, he didn't kickstart his bat because he just got going recently, but he did hit well in that series. He had four for 11 in that series at Camden Yard uh, back in, uh, back what was that, mid uh, back in mid-May, I believe that was. So... I mean, that's a glass half full there, right? Everything else from start to finish has been terrible for Varsho against most teams, in particular the Orioles. But lately, Dalton Varsho swinging a good bat, and he did look good in that previous series at Camden. Now, how about from a catcher standpoint? Wow. Last season, the Toronto Blue Jays got more production from the catcher spot than any other 
position on the team. This season, it's been turned on its head. There, there's no position that's been worse from an offensive production standpoint for the for the Toronto Blue Jays than the catcher spot. Well, this series should be different. Jansen and Kirk have both done very well against the Orioles this season. Danny Jansen has four home runs versus the Baltimore Orioles this season. There's another team, I want to say it's the Yankees, but and there's another team that I know Danny Jansen has two home runs against this season, but this is by far his most against any team, four. And remember he had, uh, in this very ballpark, it was mid-June, it was back in June, sorry, the, the, the series that was Blue Jays and Baltimore in Baltimore was one in, mid, in, in June, and if you recall that series, Danny Jansen hit two home runs in that series. Alejandro Kirk. Eight for 23 this season. Now, seven singles, so he's not exactly tearing the cover off the ball, right? No home runs, so nothing like that, but still, eight for 23 is eight for 23. Any, I mean, that's a 348 batting average, right? Anyway, you slice it, I'm absolutely going to take that. And back in that series as well, in June, not only did Danny Jansen hit well at Camden, well, Alejandro was three for nine with three RBIs as well in that series, so he, he hit well as well. So finally, a series I can look forward, that we can look forward to some production from from the catcher spot, some some consistent, I should say, production because Danny Jansen, of course, has had his moments. Kevin Kiermaier, Kevin Kiermaier, just six for thirty six. I mean, Baltimore, Baltimore's faced him a zillion times, right? From all his years with Tampa Bay, Baltimore knows how they want to attack Kevin Kiermaier. He's not been able to make those adjustments. Six for thirty six on the season versus Baltimore, all six hits, singles. Huh. Kevin Kiermaier in a big series here, yeah, definitely going to need uh, KK to be better than that. Now, how about George Springer? I saved. What I'm most excited about here, I'll say the best here for last. The only teams with multiple Springer Dingers hit against them so far this season are Detroit and Baltimore. And one of those home run, one of those Springer Dingers was against tonight's starter, Grayson Rodriguez, a.k.a. G-Rod. A Springer as well. He This season also tied with Detroit and Baltimore for most RBIs on the season with five. And remember, those five RBIs Springer has had so far this season against Baltimore, and I believe he's played nine of the ten games against Baltimore this season. Remember, those are all in the leadoff spots, so not really RBI opportunities. Now Springer's hitting fourth and fifth. Now he's hitting in RBI spots. He's already had RBI success against Baltimore, and George Springer has a career 897 OPS at Baltimore. We could be looking at a really, really good series from George Springer. And dare I say, an important series from George Springer. He's been so well below his career averages. And he's putting his worst season together. I mean, his worst overall season together. And in some categories, by far his worst season together. Well, he can alleviate a lot of that if he uses the Baltimore series at Camden, where he hits the Orioles well. He's always hit well at Camden Yard. Use this as a springboard. Let's get something positive going into September and have George Springer be really significant down the stretch for the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, how about the Baltimore Orioles? What do the Jays need to do? Well, we know we know the list starts with Ryan Mountcastle, right? Ryan Mountcastle finally starting to hit. I mean, I shouldn't say finally because we don't, as a Blue Jay fan, we don't want Baltimore to do well, but it, it is kind of interesting to see him finally starting to hit against teams that aren't the Blue Jays. Mountcastle hitting 377 with a 438 on base and a 1,051, 1.051 OPS since the All-Star break. He's been absolute fire. Really interesting. I mean, everydayers, of course, in that first series, you know, 
Mountcastle kills the Blue Jays. So every day, as you'll remember, we really deep dived the Blue Jays versus Mountcastle in that first series. And the Jays held them to one for 12. That one hit, of course, was a home run because it's Ryan Mountcastle against the Blue Jays. Of course it was. But one for 12 in that first series. He misses the second series, which is that one at Baltimore in June. And then in the most recent series, one for 12. Hey, have the Blue Jays turned the table on this guy? Yeah. Well, in the most recent series, 11 for 13. Pardon me? 11 for 13 in the most recent series against the Toronto Blue Jays. And we always know Ryan Mountcastle kills the Toronto Blue Jays, right? Always hits, not to the tune of 11 for 13. That's otherworldly. Like that's, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. For the, to state the very obvious in this three game series on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Toronto Blue Jays is going to need to be significantly better than they have been against Ryan Mountcastle. Adley Rushman. Adley Rushman has 13 hits versus the Blue Jays. That's more than uh, than any other. I actually, I think he does have a, a little bit more against the Yankees, but the Orioles have finished their season series with the Yankees, so they've played them a few more times. But Adley's certainly a bat that the Blue Jays are going to have to try to contain. Another youngster here on this team, Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson. Now, some real good news and bad news here. Gunnar Henderson's, you know, quickly jumped on the scene for this Orioles team, one, one of their many youngsters coming up. And I know that he's impressed a lot of Toronto Blue Jay fans as well. He should have. He's got three home runs this season as a rookie against the Blue Jays. I mean, my goodness, that's that's the very bad news. But the good news, two of those home runs came against Chris Bassett. The other came against Hyunjin Ryu. Those are the only two of the five-man rotation for the Blue Jays that will not pitch in this series. How about Ryan O'Hearn, the Orioles' new cleanup man? I mean, one of the more under-the-radar under, under the radar seasons, uh, I mean, in all of baseball. You wonder, how did Baltimore come? We knew the Orioles would be good next year and going forward, but how did they How did they jump, right, uh, leapfrog and into contention already so quickly? Number one team in the American League. Like, are you kidding me right now? Well, this guy, Ryan O'Hearn, he comes over from Kansas City, and he's having a career season for the Baltimore Orioles. They've got him hitting in, the, in that cleanup spot. Against the Blue Jays this season, how about eight for 24 with a pair of home runs? And what home runs as well? Remember, the Blue Jays were actually winning one of those games. We're actually going to win for, for a rare occasion against the, the Orioles this season. Up 5-2 in the eighth, brought in Jordan Romano with two outs. Brought in Jordan Romano with two out and two on to get that uh, four-out save at Rogers Center. And you remember O'Hearn? Took him out of the ballpark. Took him out of the ballpark to tie the game at five. Orioles would uh, go on to win in the uh, tenth. They would go on to win a six to five in that game. So that's the one home run O'Hearn has. Now the other one as was against Chris Bassett as well. Cedric Mullins. Now Cedric Mullins traditionally struggles mightily versus the Toronto Blue Jays. If, if you're a Blue Jay fan over the years, Mullins has been one of the guys that have, uh, I'll speak for myself, I guess that I've really respected for the Baltimore Orioles. I really, I think he's so good. But the, it is true that the Blue Jays have really had his number really pitched effectively to him over the years. And this season, Cedric Mullins from different injuries, he's missed actually two of the three series between these two teams. But do you remember him in that one series? He had that one five-hit game. Overall, he was seven for 15 in the series with three doubles and a home run. His OPS in that series in that three-game series, 1.367, 1.367 Cedric Mullins. Now, the good news is the home run was against Alec Manoa, so we know that's not on the table in this series. But, yeah, I mean, quite an unfortunate turn of events. That's one of the main things when you look at how the Baltimore Orioles turned this around. This matchup used to be all Toronto Blue Jays. How have the Orioles turned this around against the Blue Jays? That's one of the big things right there. Cedric Mullins, especially in that series, was just incredible. We know their bullpen. Baltimore's bullpen is insane. Their setup man and their closer are both in their second season, and they're both just unbelievable. They were both all-stars this season. I mean, is that good? Holy cow. Now, 
you know, your uh, Cano, the setup man, the Blue Jays have actually done well against him. He's he's logged four and two thirds innings this season, seven hits and a home run he's allowed. And against the rest of the league, he's got 5.5 strikeouts for every walk. But against the Blue Jays this season, 5.5 to every walk against the Blue Jays, one to one, three strikeouts, three walks. And that one home run, by the way, with Merrifield. Whit Merrifield, so I wouldn't mind seeing a repeat performance of that, of course, in this three-game series. And then how about Baltimore's closer, Felix Bautista, also the all, I mean, all-star, my gosh. He's 1-0 with two saves this season versus the Blue Jays. Wow, no runs, two hits, four walks. Now, his four walks are his most versus any opponent. So to some sort of extent, the Blue Jays haven't gotten hits off, off of Cano and Bautista to the, to the point where they've beaten Baltimore, but to some extent, they've had some they've had more success against these two than other teams. That's that's for absolutely certain. And the his four uh, the the four walks are, are yeah, that's Bautista's most against any other team. Twelve strikeouts, so you know, I mean, you know, he's bringing it there. Now, one guy to watch and Felix Bautista matchup. I mean, Matt Chapman, zero for six with five strikeouts. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Now, how about the pitching matchups? Now, it's it's going to be Kevin Gosman versus Jack Flaherty tomorrow. We're going to deep dive that. And then Jose Barrios versus uh, Adin Kramer on Thursday in, in the finale. We'll deep dive that as well, of course. But how about tonight's pitch on, on, on those show days? I mean, but how about tonight's pitching matchup? Yusei Kikuchi versus Grayson Rodriguez. Wow. Both of these pitchers are on absolute fire. Both of these pitchers have had six starts since the All-Star break. In fact, Grayson Rodriguez was just recalled from the minors after the All-Star break, so they both had six starts since the All-Star break. Both pitchers have lowered their ERA in every single one of those starts. Extremely impressive. Let's start with Yusei Kikuchi. Fourth start of the season for Yusei versus the Baltimore Orioles. One and one with a 3-5-2 ERA. Now, he did have one of those starts at Camden, didn't get out of the fifth inning. He threw 96 pitches, allowed just two runs, so it wasn't horrible, and had seven strikeouts. So really, it was the strikeouts that sort of raised up that pitch total. But as this is game one of this series, of course, even with the Blue Jay bullpen being very rested, thank you, Bowden Francis, great job on Sunday and the day off yesterday, even with that being the case, I would submit it's never ideal to get into your bullpen you know, super early in game one of a series. So definitely hoping to see more like six innings, you know, a lot closer to that than four and a four and two thirds from you say tonight. Now, since that start against the uh, the Orioles back at Camden Yards, Kikuchi's had 10 starts since then. Blue Jays are seven and three in those 10 starts, including a win over the Baltimore Orioles. That was their second time of the 10 games that they've beaten Baltimore this season. Now, overall, in one start, Kikuchi had that game where he had five walks against Milwaukee, but from a season total, by far more walks against the Orioles than anybody else this season. So definitely going to need to walk, watch that. Again, keeping that pitch count low. Need him in at least the fifth, hopefully the sixth inning tonight. Three August starts so far, and the Toronto Blue Jays offense has, four Kikuchi, I mean, of course, and the Toronto Blue Jays offense has totaled in those three Kikuchi starts. Six runs. Six runs, including that one nothing loss a couple starts ago, by the way. I mean, this offense, right? Hopefully it's going to get going, but I mean, <laughs> I know this offense, right? My goodness. Now, again, the six starts since the All-Star break, lowering his ERA in all six starts. That is a major tip of the hat to Yusei Kikuchi. Of course, we know Ryan Mountcastle and Adley Rutschman need to be dealt with. Well, they are 12 for 26. That's a 462 batting average and 
six of those 12 hits have left the ballpark. So Mountcastle and Rutschman versus Kikuchi has been a nightmare matchup for the Blue Jays. Have to watch those matchups very closely today. Now, the good news for the Blue Jays is the rest of the Orioles lineup combined 24 for 102. That's just a 235 batting average versus Kikuchi. And the rest of the middle of that Orioles lineup, so outside of Mountcastle and Rutschman, so your Austin Hayes, your Gunnar Henderson, your Cedric Mullins, these guys are combined six for 39. That's a 154 batting average versus Yusei Kikuchi. So we may have to see the pitch count up a little bit because he may have to pitch around Mountcastle and Rutschman in some spots tonight because he knows Kikuchi will know that there's some uh, places in the Baltimore lineup that he can navigate to get to to get his outs. The Austin Hayes, the Gunnar Hendersons, the Cedric Mullins. How about the opponent, Grayson Rodriguez? Man, Orioles' top pitching prospect, one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. At the end of May, Grayson Rodriguez was 2-2. Two and two. His ERA was 7.5. and 2-2, two and two, his ERA was 7.5. One of the top pitchers, uh, pitching prospects in baseball. So he was sent back to the minors, recalled after the All-Star break. Since being recalled, 35 and two-thirds innings pitched, 12 earned runs. That's a 3.03 ERA. And again, I have to say, because it's such a hat tip moment, has lowered his ERA in all six of his starts since being recalled. The Orioles have gone to a six-man rotation, and G-Rod, Grayson Rodriguez, call him G-Rod. G-Rod is excelling with the extra rest. And today comes in having pitched, the last time he pitched was last Tuesday. So, Definitely be looking for 100 miles per hour plus tonight from arrested Grayson Rodriguez. Now, this will be the third start of the season for the rookie versus the Toronto Blue Jays. The previous two were in Toronto. Vlad 0 for 5 with a pair of strikeouts so far against Grayson Rodriguez. Now, one guy I am interested to see is Santiago Espinal. Let's see if Espy's in the lineup tonight. Espy, this was the one time, if you take your mind's eye back, remember Espinal had that injury list, a stint there, and the game that sent him to the injury list when he got hurt, a stealing a base, I believe it was, was against Baltimore. He was three for three in that game, including two for two against Grayson Rodriguez. Do you remember that game? It was literally the best game he's had all season. I'd hoped as the game was unfolding that it might be something to give him momentum to kickstart how bad his season has been. Then he got hurt right at the end of it, ended up on the injured list. But anyway, point being, I mean, the last time we saw Grayson Rodriguez or, or Espinal had a chance to see Grayson Rodriguez. He did very well against them. So I'm very, uh, I'm interested to see if Espinal's in the lineup tonight. And Espinal, by the way, was on base for a two run Springer ding. Remember, we mentioned George Springer hit a home run off of G Rod the last time these two faced as well. Now, overall, the Baltimore Orioles have lost four of Grayson's last five home starts. He's hot and they're hot, yes, but a lot of that success has come on the road. Let's hope. They continue to scuffle at home. That's a wrap for Tuesday's Locked on Blue Jay podcast episode. Wanted to dedicate it all because this is an important series against the Baltimore Orioles. I know we like to do trivia usually on Tuesdays. Every now and then we're so packed on a Tuesday that we do trivia Tuesday on Wednesday. This is one of those weeks. So tune in tomorrow for trivia. We'll also get set for game two of this Blue Jays Orioles series tomorrow on the Locked on Blue Jay podcast. That game, of course, will be available on Sirius XM. For now, keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network and check out Sully hosting Locked On MLB. Go Jays go, and we'll talk tomorrow.